I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, I think I would say that in this episode, The Buzz Aldrin Show, Monty Python's Flying Circus definitely achieves Monty Python's Flying Circusness. I found it funny. Well, that is good. I think this has been the most confident episode that we've had so far. Mm. They really go for lots of different things in it. Yes. Um, and I don't know what made this one significantly more funny than the last one. Hmm. But I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Tell us about it then. Did you enjoy all of it? Well, we'll see as we go through, remembering okay. bits. Well, the first bit was the um, animation of the Is dirty that- old man evolving into the butterfly man. Uh, it was unusual to start with a cartoon mm-hmm. before we even had the it's or now something completely different or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really realise it was meant to be a dirty old man. I thought it was just man in Mac. He was making the noise. Let's see. That's Obviously, old man noise. I'm not so in tune with the dirty, dirty old, old man, man. characters <laughs> you are. Um, but no, I like that. Though it did, and that maybe maybe why it got so much laughing out loud mm-hmm. whereas I that passed me by so I was like why are they laughing so much mm-hmm. to this character just walking through the cartoon uh, then he became butterfly and people laughed a lot mm-hmm. so yeah, I didn't find it that bit as funny okay. as the audience but it, it harks back to what we said before about there's probably a warm up person because they are ready to giggle On right the from edge. the start uh-huh. yeah and then we saw John Cleese at the desk, but in the cartoon. Yes. Now, I mean, in this modern age, it looks like something our son had done in his <laughs> ICT class. But I take it that was actually quite new. Yes, I mean, the Python's done it before. We have had bits of well, chroma keys, of course, separation overlay before. Uh, maybe not moving. quite... Uh, yeah, I think we okay. have had. But, yes, it's, it, it is quite a... It was a bit cutting edge. New, it was cutting edge, and, mm. yes, it would have taken time to do in the studio, etc. Mm. Um, I like the fact that his that his desk hovered up into view and had little propellers on it. Oh, I didn't notice the propellers. Notice that, that is a nice touch. Oh, that was, I thought that was quite good. Uh, well, how do you feel about... Um, the way they deal with the It's Man now. The It's Man literally just appears to say I miss, I miss the It's Man having a bigger part. Ah. What do you think? Ah, I too miss the It's Man having a bigger part. Mm. Uh, and uh, so we went into the uh, the titles. Uh, and then out of the titles, we got the first look at the Gumbies. Oh, that's what you call them, isn't it? Yes. Why? Because that's what they're called. I think it's to do with the fact they have gum boots. Uh, right, okay. Um, and they were introducing the architect show. It must be quite hard, well, maybe not quite hard, but for them all to be completely in time with each other, saying the same things. And well, I think we get around that by not being completely in time yeah, with okay, each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think once you get the 
rhythm of how the Gumbies mm, speak. It yeah. probably makes it a bit easier. The Gumbies. Because they're, there's a, well, a high Gumby quotient Quoted, in this yeah. episode. Um, any problems with them? Any issues? Well, I don't know. These are the depiction of people with mental health issues, potentially. Well, I don't... I didn't get that that's what they were. Um, I just... I honestly didn't relate the characters with any particular people in society. Right. I just thought there was a, a made-up character. And I think, I, think that, that they, I think that probably helps it in that they are not recognisably any sector of society. They are, you know, they've invented this whole yeah. look uh, of them. Well, I think they are generally like people who are, at the, apart from the, um, the costume, apart from the boots, is generally people at the seaside on a bank holiday with their sleeves rolled I up. I mean, maybe I associate head. that kind of look mm-hmm. with people from the north. No, but they haven't got specifically northern No, accent. but I'm just saying the, the T-shirt on the T-shirt, the handkerchief on mm-hmm. the head and all this kind of stuff. I don't know. It's just, I think, the stereotypical... I think I found this stuff. Other people did that as well. I know. So I don't know why I associate it. Maybe it was something I saw because it's, it's kind of like people who are normally down footpit that are <laughs> at the beach for their bank holiday or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my association for some reason. So that's... um. Uh-huh. Do you have issues with it? I, I I don't, but then I am not, you know, I, I am fortunate that, that I don't have yeah. any, you know, close relations, etc., who are in this, uh, who are in that thing. Because they are, they are very simple people. Yes. And, well, With learning difficulties I, or something like that. Well, based on the way they speak, mm. you would think they don't seem to be particularly intelligent mm. in the things they say when they are, like, vox-popped. But I, I'm not sure I have a huge issue with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do um, you think I should have a huge issue with it? You're the one raising it as if I should. I just want you to think about it. Yeah, That's why you're not... coming to the conversation suggesting mm-hmm. there should be. Well I, well, I didn't mean to do that. I meant to come to the conversation with the issue of let's think about it and come to a conclusion, okay. potentially. I didn't... <sighs> I see what they're getting to, but the uh, the the Gumby men still shouting in the architect's mm-hmm. sketch. It was okay when he went shut up, but then it kind of went on, and then mm. the the water. I I thought they just took that joke a bit too far. All right, okay. And then we're into the architect sketch mm-hmm. where we the first architect is John Cleese, who's designed an abattoir instead of a residential building, but he's desperate to get into the masons. He had. He put, <laughs> But he's desperate to get into the Masons. And he flips out and then still tries to get into the Masons after that. It's been a while since we've had John Cleese on the edge and then flipping out. I've written Good Cleese. Good Cleese. I've got, I've got a Good Pale and Good Jones. Good Jones again and Good Cleese. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is, I thought, I mean, there is a bit of um, Basil Fawlty about him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does do that very well. Yeah, that, that's why Basil Fawlty is such a good character yeah. and played so well. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, I like that. Uh-huh. It's, I think this was one of the first set sketches where they had that um, green writing flash up saying... Satire. Oh, we, we haven't got to that bit yet. We haven't yet. got that bit yet. Uh-huh. Just remembered what it was. So, the second one was Eric Idle. Eric Idle. Uh-huh. Being the architect who whose model falls apart and 
sets alight, mm-hmm. which has led you to believe that his actual design will do that. Mm-hmm. But the guys are not that fast because it's going to be cheap. It's going to be cheap. Um, satire. That was satire. Luckily, fifty years later, nothing. Li- oh, wait a minute. I know it's a bit. What a damning indictment <laughs> of Western society that is. Mm. That in fifty years we're still building tower blocks to house people that well, are hugely ha- dangerous and known to be hugely dangerous. But wasn't that block built in these days? Well, no, no, I think blocks that are being built. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that, that's no excuse. I'm not saying it is, darling. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just making my own point. It's a bit uncomfortable enough. that they were making that joke then that turned out to be not so funny. Mm. Yes, indeed. But there's a point where you can't make satire. I think, had they known what would transpire? Well, it was already transpiring then. Can I make my point? Mm -hmm. I just think you can't make jokes, not even satire jokes, of of a situation like that. Do you think? Okay. So it becomes uncomfortable. Right, oh. Um... But then, obviously, they did a funny handshake, mm-hmm. identifying that they're all in the Masons, and that's why they're getting the jobs as well. Which I'm sure is another topic you would love to <laughs> rant about. I don't, I, well, I don't know. My view of the Masons, <laughs> my view of the Masons, um, I don't think the Masons are quite as influential as perhaps they were 50 years ago. And I base that on the experience of we go quite regularly to a Masonic Lodge for another, that is used for another purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really tatty and it looks really amateurish um, and not at all something that I would want to be a part of because it just looks so... But do you think it looks any different now to the way it did in its heyday? I don't know. Again, maybe it's just that particular one. It's the only one I have any experience of. Um, but but I know how you like to snap to judgment based on minimal information. Oh, I don't know how to think of snapping to judgment based on minimal information. It's just based on some information. Why judge at all? <laughs> Satire. <laughs> Very good. Anyway, we're on to how to recognise a mason. All the bizarre things that they do. Yeah, but obviously they were having it up and having... Over-exaggerating it? Well, Mason's jumping down the street with their trousers around their ankles. It's not just over-exaggeration. Isn't it? Sometimes things can hide in plain sight. (laughs) (laughs) I quite like the um, huge uh, antlers that the Graham Chapman Mason was wearing at the bus stop. You don't think that I am a Mason sign was enough? I am a Mason, yeah. <laughs> and then that went into uh, an animation of when they were trying to stop his Masonic tendencies. Oh, yes, with the mm-hmm. um, suggestive... The reward. Reward mm-hmm. of a naked lady. Uh, which will come back to naked ladies, because, of course, there is a naked lady come turns up later on. I've forgotten said lately. And a naked man, indeed. Anyway, we come back out to the Gumbies who introduced the insurance sketch. Oh, I have something to ask about that. Mm-hmm. You know how they were stood in front of a billboard? Yes. 
and then next to the apology billboard mm-hmm. was an advert billboard. Yeah. Was that them in the advert billboard? Cognac advert. No, I think that was a yeah, that was a real advert. Was it? Because I think they just deliberately... the one at the back looked a lot like Terry Jones. What do you think? <laughs> I don't believe so. I think I noticed that you didn't see the product. Uh, it was deliberately, we can't right, show yeah. you the actual product, okay. but we can show you, you know, there can be a billboard here. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yes, um, insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and Michael he, Palin was the insurance agent, uh, a Mr. Devious. Which he was a bit... We had a character like that before. Luigi Vercotti. Yeah. Yes. Um, and again, we have the, the um, green words flash up to tell you that the... Chapman was a straight man. Oh, yes, uh-huh. And then there was another straight man. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, there wasn't really much substance to the Chapman's insurance bit. I wanted this offer. Oh, it's not on. Would you like this other one that comes with a naked lady? Yes. But a naked lady was going to yeah. was gonna smooth all deals through. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, well... But then it set up for the fairly funny bit, which we'll mm-hmm. come to later. Alright, okay. Because Eric Idle was, of course, a vicar who had taken up the no-claim policy. No-pay no, no, no no policy in the event of a claim. Yes. But mm-hmm. what was quite good was when he was like, oh dear, oh no. Uh, and he was like, so how's the naked lady doing? Oh, she's fine. She's fine, yes. So yes, that, mm-hmm. it was almost like the whole thing was for that joke, which was mm-hmm. a little bit funny. There's also a bit, of, a bit of the confidence that I think I was talking about at the beginning in the way that they, you know, they, they they broke into the sketch with Chapman saying, have I got any more lines? I'll just check the script. Are you man? Yes. yes. Now you're finished. So you can go. Yeah. So, I mean, I do I do think in this sketch, both the insurance and the, the, bishop, uh, the minister, Palin's a good character. Yeah. Do you like Mr. Mm-hmm. Devious or whatever? Yeah, well, he's Mr. Devious in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I liked him. I uh-huh. liked him. Uh-huh. Um... But then we had... The Bishop! So funny. <laughs> so funny. I love Joe, Terry Jones being the Bishop. Yeah. I particularly like the credits, so I did not mind that we saw them more than once. <laughs> the credits were so good, they had to be played more They than had once. to, they were. And they also had to get their money's worth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but to be honest, I don't think there was much cost in them. Oh, I think... I, I See, I, I, I have a feeling that Terry... Gilliam didn't make those credits. Oh, okay. I think somebody else made those credits. No, very good. They're like the Saint kind of Yeah, very style. ITC yeah. action adventure series type mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved all the credits as well, the, in the special effects by the moderator of the Church of Scotland and mm. stuff like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was good. Um I also loved when when he was swaggering down the street. The bishop, yeah, with these, with these sort of like uh, reservoir dogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. His cronies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> it was kind of it was the same. I think it was kind of undercut by the fact that the bishop never turned up in time. He was always too late to stop. And it's anything. the same joke over and over again, which I normally rally against, mm-hmm. but I still I quite enjoyed it this time. Well, there was was... Mm-hmm. the um, the scenarios of what he was trying to stop were kind of. Di- you you were wondering what it is this mm-hmm. time or what, what was going to happen, but um, I quite liked it when the, the people were getting married and the sixteen ton weight fell on the oh the mechanic, and, yeah. and then the the groom just sort of grabbed hold of the wife a bit, <laughs> as in uh, protecting her. Um, there was a bit of 
progression in that eventually the bishop wasn't even turning up even vaguely in time. No, he kind of drove up afterwards drove and didn't up, get out of the car came and came back. back. And yeah, 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 no, it was yeah. getting worse and worse. Mm-hmm. But it didn't, um, it didn't uh, stifle his swagger and his... No. Man about town doing, a, doing the jobs that no one else will do. He's got a little scar that he had, yeah. And the um, thing in his sort of crook came that flashed and it was his phone. It was like a mobile oh, phone. Yeah. He took it off and he spoke into it. Oh, I'll get there on time. Off he went. Yeah. Uh, and that went to the film because that was the couple in the cinema saying this is where we came in. When oh, the, because the credits, when the credits were shown yeah. again. Um, and they lived on the street. For some reason, because of a huge oh, housing even problem. They were the same couple. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, no. uh, Palin and I mean, I would Graham say Chapman. the links in this one generally were very smooth. Yeah. Um, between each one, without having to contrive anything, it was just mm-hmm. something added to the end that would take you to the yeah. next one. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, they were then living in the street. Mm-hmm. And they started off being filmed by the documentary crew that they weren't happy with about the housing problem. Uh, and then they discovered that they had a poet installed. Yes, but they said it in a way that this had, this was a, a nice thing to have. As if you were waiting for the water to come yeah. on, or, or nowadays it would be the broadband to be Which was explained up. by, uh, I think, John Cleese being the East Midlands Poet Society representative. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had someone come to uh, Terry Jones as wifey door, wanting his poet to be read to read the poet to read the poet <laughs> terry jones's housewife brilliant <laughs> I after we said last time about how graham chapman's ones are slightly sexier yeah. terry jones is like no hold my beer <laughs> i will be the sexiest housewife but he was obviously trying to be seductive mm-hmm, of the poet reader which was michael Palin. yes so and it was quite for them to get through that sketch without mm-hmm. laughing mm-hmm. must have been really hard. Oh, must have been. Must have been. Joe's was all over him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and about his, uh, how many volts is your torch? <laughs> the, the only bad thing was the torch didn't go on and off, but it was clearly made yeah. to. Uh, yeah, and yeah, how many volts is your torch? Uh, yes, I could see they were both kind of going a bit through that. It's yeah. like was on top of him. Yeah. That was... Uh, I also quite like the bit earlier on than that when um, Palin turned into the weatherman and yes. had the weather map. That was a good transition as well. Yeah, that was. And I thought then, because he, the character then kind of lit up a bit. Mm-hmm. And you just thought, well, this is his real love. He's a bit awkward with, with, <laughs> with Terry Jones. Mm-hmm. But this is, though I thought that was a link to something else. It, well, it did. Because it linked, because it was like the weatherman said good night, and then it went into the BBC Globe. Oh yeah, but then we came back again. But we came back to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was. Um... Mm-hmm. Which gave us the. I love that. I always think. I always think of that bit whenever Andrew says now a choice of viewing, which is blah 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 blah, blah or on this channel, me telling you this, <laughs> which is like yeah, that's what we're watching. But this is our second bit of nudity because now we've got a nude man in the person of Chapman. Graham Chapman. Yes, being interviewed, saying, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. It's outrageously scandalous. It's filth. Filth. Mm-hmm. Um, then we saw the credits again. That was nice. Yes, then it went back to the bishop, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that got stopped into an animation of people bouncing. Oh, yes, on the, on the st- stomach of a large woman. Yes. Um, I was actually thinking here, 
I was hoping that the characters, which were three, three pinstriped men in, of different colours, would actually turn into be real pythons. Oh. I thought that would be nice, wouldn't it? Just bouncing yeah. on a trampoline or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but we did have a bit of, bit more blending between the cartoons and the pythons mm-hmm. a bit later mm-hmm. on. So I thought, oh, that's fair enough. Um, and then we had the chemist sketch. I don't think there was much of a link between the cartoon and the chemist sketch, was there? Uh, there was the, the ambulance went and the frogs. Uh, and then the frogs, yeah. turned, the frogs were kind of Turned cast the, the magic spell and they became they, the gumbies. That's when I thought, oh, there's a bit of mix between cartoon and oh, the right, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they introduced the, the chemist sketch. sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, You've got the box. That was quite funny because <laughs> it's not like that, but sometimes you do feel more... Doctor surgeries. Uh, what are you are in here? For? Yeah, and and oh, I can imagine. And the people do speak quite openly mm-hmm. when they could be a bit more sensitive. <laughs> I think that. So yes, I do see the point they're trying to make there. Uh-huh. Um, and then it changed into the less naughty chemist. Yes. Which no, well, there's a thing about apology. Semprini. Semprini. He yes. was a. He was a. Um, like a sort of light classical musician. Right. Uh, so it can it'd be like Andre Rue, that yeah, kind of guy. So it's like a totally inoffensive. Oh, okay, okay. So uh, the, the joke was, was it wasn't that, a was, thing. That's yeah. not at all a naughty word. Yeah. Okay, mm. fine. Um, and then it, yes, so then it had uh, Eric Idle. Mm-hmm, who... Was that his real hair? Oh, yeah, 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 It, yeah. Was, it was quite performed by it's that point. It's definitely the 70s now, <laughs> isn't it? We're definitely in the 70s. He has a lot of hair. Mm-hmm. Um, were you but jealous, darling? No. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally at one. Um, but he, but in the less naughty chemist, he couldn't resist doing the, if I could walk that way, I wouldn't need aftershave joke. And he got... So that got them to the not at all naughty chemists mm. instead. Where Michael Palin uh, was dealing with the toilet requisite. And that's the kind of thing, that kind of just bit of craziness is the sort of thing that is like, that's what you're like, this is where, this is where they've got to, they've got the confidence now to do that kind of stuff and just go for it. Do you think he just like ad-libbed that? I think it was probably there as a, as you know, when he was rehearsing the character. I don't think it was on, I don't think it might might not necessarily have been written in, no, Mm. no. Mm -hmm. Um, And then in the gap when he went, somewhere mm-hmm. um there was an aftershave fox box yes um and at the point at which we saw palin as the spanish inquisition mm-hmm. i laughed out loud for that one you did because it was, again this is something else a first thing we're kind of a callback mm. to the spanish inquisition not, not even in, in this episode you know no, not most even of the callbacks thing. are to Jokes within the same episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And indeed Ken Shabby, who we'd seen before as well. Oh, we have to explain who that he is. He was uh, Michael Palin's sort of disgusting coughing man. Oh, he, wanted, he, oh. he wanted to marry somebody's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was had it for weeks. Yeah. Um, and then the shoplifter arrived. Terry Gilliam! I was going to say which actors, but there's a baldy guy as well. Yes, well, I think that was the guy who was also credited. He's not a python. Oh, is he just a random? Yeah. Okay. Did you notice that one of the hands that came out to steal something off the counter was black? No, I didn't. I don't think it was actually a genuinely black hand. 
was that but, a bit unfortunate? Well, yeah, but I think the idea was that there were lots of people inside the, uh, right, um, okay. inside the, the coat, uh, including the one who stuck you to. I'm a witness. <laughs> Uh, and um, this shoplifting was attended to by Constable Pan Am in the person of Graham Chapman. I didn't like that character. I oh, I thought that was that. I thought that was this is you know that sketch is Python in a nutshell because here is this character who's just come in and is just chaotic. Crazy, yeah, fitang, fitang. It's ridiculous. Mm. So I oh, I did like that. I think it's, that's why I didn't like it because it, it just went a bit too far in the in the scale of silly. Mm. I know. I'm not. I'm not as whimsical as you. You're not. You're not. And I, I am the lesser for it. I do a bit of knowledge mm-hmm. that. And then, then it became the Buzz Aldrin show. Just at the very end, to uh, and including some joke credits. Mm-hmm. Again, another sign of the confidence that's being uh, shown here. And then it, it got one last laugh out of you. I know when the Gumbies came on, mm-hmm. and just and they said, I think now for something mm-hmm. completely different. And then there's a row of girl gumbies. Yes. <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> that made me giggle. I thought they were pretty good. So it's and they giggled. They weren't trying to be the same as the gumbies. Oh, oh right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They were still the same mm-hmm. kind of character, but they reacted differently to... Yeah. So it sounds like this has been... This has possibly been the your favourite episode so far. Yes. Very good. No, I mean, there's some sketches in the other episodes that I think were stronger, mm-hmm. but as an episode as a whole, yeah, I think this was a, this was a good one. And what's interesting is that really none of these sketches are, are ones that you yeah. know come that are you know come back or are done elsewhere. I don't think, apart from the, like Gumby's generally. Yeah, maybe the well, I'm not going to spoil it for you. Which ones might come back? Yes, uh, but certainly I'm not. I would certainly say the bishop is a is a sort of fan favourite one. Anyway. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably because of the credits. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like Ironside, I love that. The bishop and the music. So yes, I think we've uh, we've hit a good one here. Let's hope we can keep it up. Let's keep the momentum going, shall we? Excellent. So, have you anything more to say? No. Nothing more to be said than all that remains to be said is join us next time when we will once again introduce the Python. Up the now very willing Mrs. Bye!